ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Brock Lesnar. This is Tom Healy, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jeffrey Ryan. Jeff, we're covering your boy, Cena. How pumped are you? This is uh, our first time. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I know. Uh, uh, I don't hope I'm not in a minority on this one, but yes, I am a, a Cena Mark. I am a fan, and so uh, I'm excited for this one. We'll get there, but uh, this should be good. So many of you have heard the "Let's go Cena, Cena sucks" chant, and then obviously the "Let's go Cena." It's like little kids. It sounds like like eight year old boys, um, and then the "Cena sucks" is like always like the men in the crowd, but. Jeff is firmly in the side of Let's Go Cena. He's probably the oldest one at most wrestling shows that'll chant that. Uh, my friend uh, Brittany, she can attest to the fact that when we went to a uh, wrestling show one time, it was a SmackDown, uh, and I think it was after it was the dark match, and Cena came out and he threw his hat in the crowd, and it missed me by about two people. And so um, she can back up the fact that I just barely missed it. And so um, I don't know what I would have done with it. I, I probably would have given it to the kid next to me. But either way, it would have been fun. But yes, that was that was the closest I've ever come to John Cena in my life. So, so. I got a I got a Cena shirt as a. Uh, gag gift okay and you know i wore i wore large right but but what's funny about it is you put the shirt on and i don't know which version and maybe it's like all of the versions there was like i think it was the hustle loyalty respect one it has print from the from your neck down to your like you know belly button there's there's just so much print on the shirt so you feel like you're wearing like a piece of plastic not a t-shirt it's just so heavy. Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're wearing a protective... It's like you're wearing a rain jacket on the front of you because it's just all print. I'm almost positive that's the one it is. That and, wouldn't surprise uh, me, yeah. Occasionally, I, I wear it as a, uh, you know, a, a, when we're watching a pay-per-view. But, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough shirt to even wear as a joke. Say, you know, that, that's you. I wear it, but, you know, that's me. So that, that's how it is, though. So yeah, um, I, have, I, a, have, I have for a costume party, I have dressed up as Randy Savage. Maybe I'll buzz my head, do the jean shorts, and rock that shirt. I, I've seen it be an easy one to dress up as for me. For a costume party, yeah, or just, you know, random day nowadays that we're stuck at home. But All right, all right. right. My, my, last, my last tangent about, or my last side note here about John Cena is one time I got this really, really bad haircut, right? Like, I, I get it trimmed on the sides, and they, like, completely shaved off the sides but left it all on top so of course at the time i had three roommates i walk in i mean it wasn't 10 seconds and it was like do 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 like they're just pounding me about how i look like john cena um it was the worst haircut i've ever gotten in my life sometimes so you gotta get so hey at least but, they knew to hit the hit the trumpets that's the but, important but, thing yeah but but who am i to talk the guy the guy's made you know probably what 50 million dollars as a professional wrestler Easy, yeah, I and mean, that doesn't count his account. His uh, what was it? 
was he the Marine money? Yeah, no, he wasn't in the Marines. Oh, it's, just, it's his transformer money. Like seriously. So guys doing just fine. So, um, of course, as always, everybody out there, you know, the deal, subscribe to the show, give us the five stars wherever you're listening, spread the word about the show at payoff pod. We're on all that social media. We're easy to find. And we've got those three steps every single week, the build, the payoff, the aftermath. We just talk about it all. We'll give you some reviews we'll give you our score, all that good stuff. And so, um, so Tom, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but do you have any kind of specific reasons why you wanted to cover this match well before that uh, i haven't i haven't given you a fun fact in a while but i just looked up uh, john, yeah i just looked up john cena's net worth 55 million and i said 50 close. so i was close yeah absolutely hey, you were right there and so that makes sense so um yeah. but you know hey. what you know what no matter how successful he's been i question any man that lets nikki bella walk Hey, he did like he, he's got those house rules or whatever. I watched, uh, uh, you know, Total Divas and uh, Total Bellas, and so yeah, the, the John Cena rules, man. Who knows? If it takes if ten percent of those rules and the way he acted on that show are true, then the guy's a fucking psychopath. Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, but you Has know what? It made it work. It or didn't that one didn't work out? He's happily with somebody now. They both are, and so um, yeah, hey, you know, happily ever after. Eventually, one day, so that's okay. So, so you asked me the important question of why I wanted to cover this, which we always talk about. It's always it's always fun to give our reasons. So for me, the reason I wanted to cover this one is this kicks off Brock Lesnar's return, which I mean, in and of itself is pretty awesome, dude. It's crazy to think this is eight years ago this guy came back and he's been on top ever since okay like it's an eight-year run that we're in the middle of which is just crazy but this kicks it all off um i was at the wrestlemania um that the raw after was where lesnar came back so i was already home for it but i think that was the last time i was like all right i gotta start sticking around for these raws because when he came out in miami Dude, the place went nuts. Then he hit Cena with the huge, F5, yeah. and then we're on to a great build. But I remember, the, and I have not gone back and watched this match. Um, we're going to watch it together. But I remember this being a awesome, awesome wrestling match. So that's why I'm excited to cover it. What about you? Yeah, I think primarily because we haven't covered a Cena match, and I, it was time to cover a Cena match. And so um, one of the only guys on the planet that can pull off a pair of jean shorts. I mean, that's all you see, but, you know, he he, he pulls it off, and it's good stuff. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I like I said, I've just always been a Cena fan. I think you're right. I cared less about Brock in this one. Um, just because, like, yeah, I think we've, we've got our different people we're rooting for here. Um, you know, and Cena, I think this is when he had kind of finally settled into, like, he was going to, let play to however the crowd was acting and like the Cena sucks and you know let's go Cena like that stuff at this point he was playing into it and enjoying it and I think he he knew his role which was good so well this uh, is a big match too because you'll get into it but your boy was on a little bit of a losing streak but uh he was yep let's let's get right into the build oh it's time for the build so here we are our our favorite arena, right? The Allstate Arena. Apparently, it's like half the great matches in wrestling. Chicago, man, it's always Chicago. Building. Yep, I'll tell you, man, it's 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 the spot to be if you're a mark like us. Uh, April 29th, two thousand twelve. This is the pay per view right after WrestleMania. It's Extreme Rules at the time. Um, we have fifteen thousand inside uh, in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Dude, let's run through this card, man. We kick off with Randy Orton and Kane in a Falls Count Anywhere match. They went 17 minutes. Then we have Brodus Clay defeating Dolph Ziggler. 
Man, Dolph's going to end up being in the business for about 15 years. And Forever. Yep. A lot of just, un, you know, forgettable stuff. It's, I don't know, man. I swear to you, if his, if he said, you know, uh, he came in with Nick Nemeth, his real name, and just was himself, I got to think he would have had a better career. I think that name, and I won't even call it a gimmick because I don't even know what it is, but that name just really just really hampered him i think and then the the goofball stuff that they booked him with but man um cody rhodes defeating the big show for the ic title if you remember big show won the ic title the month before at wrestlemania kind of his wrestlemania moment which was pretty good match but cody would regain it um god talk about another guy that wasn't used right (laughs) stardust yeah Oh my goodness. We'll have to add a stardust match to our list. Cause we don't have, I don't think we have one on the list right now. So okay. we'll have to, we'll have to, we, we will look into that. If there is one, then talk about yeah. coming off of WrestleMania. We get Sheamus defeating Daniel Bryan in a two out of three falls match to retain the title 23 minutes. Do you remember what happened the month before WrestleMania? All 16 seconds of it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it went that long. I think I think it was it wasn't quite thirty seconds. I don't think, yeah, but so, it was under that time, yeah. So it was weird because I so you know WrestleMania sometimes you get the hardcore fans. I didn't realize how over Daniel Bryan was with the yes chance, and he came out and the place went nuts. And I guess I just hadn't been watching SmackDown. I didn't realize how over he was. The place goes nuts, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And then, boom, he gets hit with the bro kick, and and, and Sheamus wins. It was shocking. I know, like, the internet hated it, but it was what it was. I don't know. I mean, it was like, if you're only going to give him a six-minute match, maybe you just squash him like that and then come back and do this two-out-of-three falls match. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryback wins a squash over two guys. You know, Ryback could have been something, but they, you know, build him up as a monster. Then he loses the CM Punk. I was just a, just weird how they booked him, man. And, you know, he's hurt. And obviously, a lot of hard feelings. CM Punk defeating Chris Jericho in a Chicago street fight in 25 minutes. A rematch from WrestleMania. They were having that really good program. You forget how long CM Punk was champion, you know? Mm-hmm. Then we had our traditional Divas buffer match, Layla defeating Nikki Bella. They did a little twin magic there where Brie actually was the one that took the pin. Two minutes, 45 seconds, my God. But the reason we're here, Jeff, Cena and Lesnar, Extreme Rules match, it was the only actual Extreme Rules match on the show, although they did some variations of it. Um, Interestingly enough, man, you're putting this as the main event. We'll get more into this, but what I loved about this build was they gave it this big match feel, and it was like, it's bigger than the title, it's bigger than anything, this is the match. It was how they kicked off the show, airing a vignette, they made it the main event, they put it above the title match. Um, for a for a post-WrestleMania um, show, this was a really big match, and they really built behind it, so... I remember this build being fantastic. I've gone back this week and watched some of this, but walk us through what they did uh, because it was fantastic. 
So, yeah, so we've got, we'll start off, uh, it was April 2nd. It was actually the night after WrestleMania. Um, it would have been 27. Yeah, that's what that is. Uh, 27, you had the big match between John Cena and The Rock. Um, Cena's in the ring cutting a promo, asking The Rock to come out. Um, but instead of The Rock coming out so that he can congratulate him, Brock Lester's music comes out, plays for a little bit, and then Brock comes out. Um, it, like, said it was his first appearance um in over eight years to that point um and of course lesnar got you know slow walk to the ring no Heyman at this point just lesnar slow slow walks to the ring gets into shake cena's hand they exchange a little bit of words um and then puts an f5 onto cena which takes him out of course too uh tom you and i were talking like i did go back and rewatch this part of it um of course it did have the uh and it's not a new thing but the uh classic bad camera angle or like they were showing the fans uh at this point and it, like so you saw when the camera cuts back brock already has cena up on his shoulders and is about to give him the f5 and so um thank you kevin dunn that has not changed at least since 2012 that's been something we've been dealing with so um it's just one of those things and so dude and the um, place I goes find- nuts Yes. Yeah. They it just went absolutely insane. Crazy. It the pop was awesome. We knew he was coming back, so it was just more of. A, I mean, they were already chanting for him, but dude, the place went batshit crazy. And you forget. I mean, I forgot about it. We'll talk about it during this match too. It's really weird without Heyman next to him. Right. Yeah, it really is. It's out. It did not have that mouthpiece. And so, well, and it's interesting you say that because I, I was kind of doing some research and Bleacher Report actually had a write-up of this Raw. And it was interesting. They said, assuming that Lesnar is only going to appear once a month on television, he could still be a viable character who could help WWE. People pop when they see Brock destroy someone. They've done it since he was a rookie. No one wants to see Brock give a 20-minute promo about something. They want to see him maul someone and WWE can provide that that was 2012 after he had just returned so i think it's it's definitely an interesting take um and kind of what they thought and i it was right in a lot of ways too i don't want to watch brock talk which brock doesn't talk and that's the whole point so see okay i it was interesting seeing him talk in the build to this and it was weird without lesnar i mean it really was interesting yeah, and so uh, the next night, though, this is when John Laurinaitis was the general manager. He revealed he brought Lesnar back because he wanted to give some legitimacy to the WWE, wanted him to be the new face of the WWE. And so um, what you had, though, of course, Cena, it really just a couple weeks here where the two of them had a little bit of a back and forth, um, some pull-aparts, kind of things like that happening. Eventually, though, we did get to um, a contract signing on this one um, between the two of them. It was uh, kind of weird because there was actually uh, Dina actually had to fight another uh, extreme match. It was kind of weird that piece of it, but you had the contract signing. And I thought it was funny because I went back kind of looking at the notes on this show and Brock said that if he's going to be the face of the company, there's three things he, or four things that he needed. And I thought that the four things were kind of funny. You had, he wants um, John Lauren, I to run all major ideas um, through him, Brock. 
Uh, he wants <laughs> Brock wants to use Vince McMahon's private jet to and from all events, um, which I'm not wouldn't be surprised if that's already happening. But um, he said Brock doesn't like people, especially stupid people, which I thought that was funny. Number three, he said Brock wants to show up on Raw only when he wants to. He won't be a puppet, which that you know that's actually has played out in 2020, so that's still happening. Um, and then four, he said that he does not ever want to be fined. Uh, he, he said, Brock said, John Laurinaitis won't ever find him, but he will be paying him more money. And he said that until the, those demands were met, those four things, that the Extreme Rules match wasn't going to happen. And so, of course, like, and then he said, instead of calling it Monday Night Raw, it was going to be Monday Night Raw starring Brock Lesnar, which I think I, I like the play on that. I actually thought that was pretty cool, kind of like uh, Monday Night Owens or things like that. And, you know, I think that it's just kind of good stuff. So, so of course, uh, with any well, Aaron, contra- I'll, g- I'll give you a quick side note. Do you remember how? how they used to cover for Brock all the time, like why he wasn't there. It was like one month, like like one time he snapped Triple H's arm. One time he snapped uh, HBK's arm. One time he attacked somebody else, right? Like it was Camaro Locks, yeah. He, he would like, he would hurt someone that he gets to spend like, but it was, they were, they had all these different reasons. This initially was why he wasn't on the show. It was like, I negotiate a contract with Johnny Ace, but it was just interesting how they did that where they would, you know, they kept making excuses for why he wasn't on the show. Now we're just eight years later, just conditioned of, yeah, he just kind of shows up whenever the hell he wants. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, with any contract signing, we know what's going to happen in a contract signing. The table was tipped over as is, as it must be, you know, uh, you know, it's the 11th commandment that the table has to be flipped or used in some way. Um, and of course, sign the contract. So we did get this match. It was less than a month, really, that this build was happening. But a lot of action. It was every week. There was things happening. There was other matches. I did skip over the classic uh, Lord Tensai defeating John Cena on the way to this one. I don't want to forget about that. Oh, one. my God. Um, let's not, you know, I can't forget that. So, um, you know, he's com- yeah, he's miss. coming off his Ross, ro- loss to The Rock. Then he loses to, you know, I mean, the thing is about Tensai's, you're like, wait a second, Prince Albert's dressed like a Asian guy. What the hell's going on here? So it wasn't even like it was like some big heel monster you could actually take seriously. Right, exactly. So, so we get the contract signing and then we're ready to get into this match. And so, Tom, any other kind of final thoughts on the build? No, man. Um, a lot of good stuff here. Go back and watch some of it. At least watch the vignette at the beginning of this show and then before this match. Both are excellent. And uh, they the, the build made a lot of sense. It really worked well. So, um, yeah, man, I'm ready to get into this. We are at the two-hour and 29-minute mark um, on the WWE Network. Again, two hours and 29. Uh, Cena's about to throw his shirt, and we're about to get in the match. So, with that... It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we are. John Cena, Brock Lesnar. Man, what I love about this presentation, Jeff, is it feels like a big fight. You know, it was there were just some nuances where, you know, they they waited a while to play each guy's music everything was just slow, but in a good way. I mean, look, everybody's standing like ton of noise. They're excited for this. They just let it 
like breathe a little bit and come out. And it just has that big fight feel. This felt to me like boxing UFC, not like a pro wrestling match. And that's what I always love so much about Lesnar matches. And the, the thing too, is I remember at the time thinking, what are we going to get from Lesnar? Because remember the big thing going into this was how you, this guy was the UFC champion. How do you present him doing fake matches? And we're already getting the answer to it. Stiff as hell. He just elbowed the shit out of Cena when he had him down. Massive clothesline, assuming it's a blade job. But, I mean, Cena's bleeding now on the top of his head. They're putting the gloves on and, 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 and taking a look at him. I mean, he just pounded the shit out of him. Cena pushing away the ref. Um, but it was just, I mean, this, this is not wrestling. Like, they presented it a lot different. But I remember at the time thinking, how are they going to pull this thing off? Well, and this is, yeah, and Cena's already bleeding pretty good, dripping onto Brock Brock and and doing that. Big time. And, you know, Cena's just struggling. And, yep, Charles Robinson pulling him off a little bit here just to kind of check on Cena. And those are the same type of elbows, too, that uh, had Randy Orton absolutely just destroyed um, and just dripping blood nonstop. And so a little, almost like a little bit of, not a stoppage, but trying to help Cena uh, kind of wipe away some of the blood. And this does, I, I, I'm going to hesitantly say Brock, uh, he definitely looks bigger now um, than he does even back then, which I get it. It's been eight years, but um, he almost, he de- he's definitely not little, but he definitely looks more jacked today than he does um back in this match i have the i have a odd desire for jimmy johns too i don't know about you but that's just me but um well that was another thing that's so odd is he comes out for the first time in his wrestling tights and he's wearing his ufc sponsorship well and that was me and my buddies would always joke around depending on whether or not whether there's many years where brian showing the elbows again right now oh yeah there was the one where he just clipped him um and yeah where um we would bet whether or not Brock was going to squash or not and how long the match would take. And then we'd have to Venmo each other uh, money for a Jimmy John sandwich. And so um, Brock definitely pulling the punches there, but hitting Cena as well. And so um, there was a lot of blood on that towel too, that the, uh, or the, uh, yeah, what is it? The medic ringside. Um, and so Cena really just, just getting his wailing away at him. Uh, and all the fans just, yeah, not, nobody really like everyone has sat down at this point, but you really you've seen it just getting his ass kicked. Well, and, and, and I told you that this was a lot different because again, it was like this big, big fight feel that they did with him and you didn't know what, how Lesnar was going to show up. Um, this did a 25%, uh, year over year growth in terms of pay-per-view buys. So, mm-hmm. you know, this was there was interest in this, right? I mean, Lesnar, you know, he earned his paycheck there and then it would drop 12.1% the following year. So it was, there was a spike for this match. No question. So Cena, extremely bloody, like trying to get back in the ring now, not quite crimson mask level, but um, definitely a lot of blood kind of running down. And um, I feel like it, and it's kind of, it really slows the match down a little bit when you've got the medic constantly kind of in there, um, kind of checking on him, kind of see what happens. At this point, like, you know, we know what the outcome's going to be is shortly here. Or, you know, we still got a little bit of time in this match, but um, it really kind of, it's almost confusing to a degree because, like, Brock is so dominant right now. And then now Cena, oh, yep, can't get the attitude adjustment going for it. Though. Number one, 
going to suplex city here we go uh no release germans and there's number two and so this is before any signs in the crowd as well but definitely um brock just being dominant well i think i go back to that kind of bleacher report uh you know that i read and kind of their right right up of that review like what are your thoughts on um you know just how brock has been booked over the years and just incredible incredible really being other other than goldberg beating him like oh and there's the ref ref bump so Dude, I, 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 think, I think the way Lesnar's been booked over these past eight years has been almost flawless. It's weird, too, thinking that it has been that long that he's been around. And I eight, get how many, so how many, many years was How many years was Steve Austin on top? Right. Like four? For, Lesnar's, been, Lesnar's yeah. only been in main events for eight straight years. Oh, plus the two years he was there prior, he was the main event immediately. Wasn't it just like two months or something ago? It was a Brock's first tel- like non pay per view match in like years or something like that. It wasn't that what, long. Was ago. it the Fox debut? Uh, no, I uh, could have at some point. I forget. So Brock wiped yeah, when he beat Kofi, his blood off. Maybe when he beat Kofi, that was on TV. That was probably. I thought that was TV. a paper. Yeah, that was on TV. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was just a few. I forget exactly what it was. So, um, yeah, Cena just selling the fact that he's getting his ass kicked right now. And that was uh I wouldn't see that nowadays, but uh Brock licking Cena's blood off of his hand, which yep, that's just a little gross, but that's all right. So Cena going for a chain, which is ra- again, don't forget this is an extreme rules match. It doesn't seem like it. You've got the blood, which kind of adds that degree to it, but it's still not really like it's not all that extreme, but there is a a kind of metal chain wrapped around one of the uh the uh corner posts that Cena was grabbing for but couldn't get it so um interesting so trying to it looks like locking that Kamura lock but Cena blocking it so well how do you how do you think Cena's or uh Lesnar's been booked in these eight years I I, like I, said, had- I I think it's almost flawless yeah the Ambrose match sucked at Wrestlemania yeah maybe he squashed some small guys but dude overall I, I give it like a nine out of ten on the way they booked him I think it's been fantastic I think that, yeah, I agree with you. I, I like, there have been times where I just did, I'm, I got sick of him. Like, I just didn't want him to be a part of it anymore. I think like they've got all these different titles, so they're able to keep the belt on him longer and it's not a bigger deal. Um, again, I don't think it's weird because we have so many conversations of certain wrestlers that like don't need a belt. Um, like, you know, Braun was one of them, but they have absolutely just killed the character of Braun Strowman. Killed and so um, I don't even want to see him anymore just with how bad he is or, you know, like what, how they treat him. Um, Cause he should have just been a monster. I think Brock's one too, that you could have had him come in, squash people a lot. He's one too. I know you talk all the time about uh, Brock or excuse me, Undertaker kind of laying the belt down and being done. Um, I think that, like you know you could have a same type situation with brock where he just lays the belt down and then he just kind of beats up people that he doesn't need a title shot he doesn't need the belt like because he is brock lesnar he's gonna you know win matches and squash like he does and you know to 15 20 german suplexes and that's fine so short answer is yeah i'm fine with how they booked him there's a few times that i wish that he had gone away but what yeah what do you do with him too but and and I and I put me on the side. I don't mind him having the title and not being on the show that often. 
they have enough titles. So the idea of, hey, we have a world champion that isn't always on. I mean, Hogan didn't wrestle every week on TV either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we forget that. And I think that, that that's one of those where I, I'm, I'm with you in that one that we don't need to see him every week. Uh, I do think that there needs to be a little bit more emphasis on at least the story that they're building around to him like luckily he does have Heyman like Heyman can go out and cut promos for weeks before we get to Brock um and I'm okay with that and so um you know and, and I think that connection is different so Brock Brock now uh he has wrapped Cena's legs in this chain link um and kind of taking out Cena a little bit here and Brock covered in a little bit of Cena's blood too which is uh, a little terrifying to see um Brock's one of those wrestlers too that me and the guys would always joke around the fact that like he's one that like uh, I absolutely think that if I, you know you see him like in a dark alley like Brock would absolutely just destroy you like and like the quote unquote you know we say fake wrestling it's not really you know the stage whatever you want to call it but Brock's one that Brock legitimately scares the hell out of me like Shayna Baszler legitimately scares the hell out of me like um just in what they can do and so I think that uh, and imagine like trying to book something like that especially for this match yeah I can understand where it's tough like you gotta you gotta true book a true UFC fighter that's why I think like the Tyson Fury match was just crazy and stupid and insane um, any, and anyone like that, that anyone I, you know anyone that doesn't that thinks lesnar's you know um overrated or they're sick of his run and all that stuff let me ask you this who else could have done what he's done over these past eight years could who could you yeah. have put in his spot that could have been on all these shows you know been interesting been booked this way there is no one else yeah, the referee's still dead on the outside of the ring. He took quite the bump, and so I, I would. So explain to me why you do a ref bump in an extreme rules match. Why does it even matter? Did they just want this to feel more like a fight and not have a referee around? It's not, yeah, you really don't need to. I mean, it's such an early bump too um, for him to go out. I mean, he's literally laying there now for the better part of six, seven minutes, not doing anything, which is just ridiculous brock now walking over to him to i say check on him not really picking him up by the belt loops that's why brock scares me just the pure power of him like um just crazy um yeah i think and this is one too like and we've talked about it in the past like it we say quote unquote extreme rule that's the pay-per-view like you said earlier there wasn't a lot of extreme matches even on the show there was a very the table match and like this we had blood but it's not you know and then the chain a little like the you know the thugonomics chain making its appearance um but it really like you know it why does brock need to come back to an extreme rules match no you know, no, you could have done you could have done this any other way, but you know the card dictated you had to do. Oh, I disagree. I think I think the way they did this was perfect. I'm glad they made it into a fight. I love it. And Cena just, just selling. Cena trying to get Lesnar up, and then Lesnar reversing and getting him up, and again with the ref bump out of position. Like how many times? And no pinfall because Brock took him out trying to give him the F5. Of course, the crowd counting it for him. Um, another ref sliding in though I believe that's John Cohn or, yeah Jeff Cohn uh, Twitter will let me know I don't want to say the wrong thing here whose uh, son Nicholas oh now Brock taking out a referee um, of course you realize these fans have not sat down at all yeah they really haven't and I, like, I like how that many matches sign. have you seen like that 
the the sign that you know then they were playing the legitimacy and making wwe legitimate i appreciate the fan uh i think that could be wwe guy who would always sit in front rows of uh, pay-per-views holding the legitimacy has returned sign so brock picking up the bottom part of the steps um there's now multiple referees that have come down uh to the ring um sliding in the the um the bottom of the steps into the middle of the ring. Well, and, and it it, is, yeah, I, I was just saying this, this is not the best Lesnar physique we've ever seen. He struggled with those steps a little bit. I mean, you and I, you know, maybe, maybe get him up a little bit easier than him, but you never know. He's, you know, he can't always be in great shape. So look at, look at Lesnar. I mean, this is Lesnar. So stuff. standing on the top of the steps, like almost like a trophy uh, as a statue and Cena, given that you can't see me though, uh, trying to come back at him. I think you raised a good point too. Like, Oh, get the Camaro lock locked in on him on the top of the steps. Um, is it a full lock? It's hard to see, but yeah. And so this has been, Cena has not gotten a lot of offense in on this one, especially like he, <laughs> barely any, he hit something to prove after this one too, in the rock and, you know, f- Cena fight from really less than a month ago. And so, um, it kind of, they, how they built this up and the, the different angles and things like that. And so, um, but Brock, I think had more to prove after coming back and, and kind of doing what he's done. Um, it's just interesting, especially seeing like, you know, at this point too, um, and I do appreciate you seeing the background there. Someone from a previous match definitely broke the Spanish announce table because they're not sitting in front of a table. But anyways, um, that I, I think that it's one like, you know, you wouldn't think right now that Brock would lose. And so Cena powering Brock and slamming him down onto the top of the steps, um, but too hurt to go over the pin. The crowd cheering for him, though, which, uh, yep, it's starting to give it up a little bit for him. Uh, Cena trying to find the kind of power on this one to to go after him yeah um i think too like and cena he kind of comes back for you know manias as we've seen and kind of doing that stuff like you think uh cena's definitely done as a, a full-timer here but how, cena's on the top rope at this point like selling the arm and missed a let drop like, that just looked weird um with Brock kind of hanging off the steps, Cena went for a leg drop uh, and just totally missed on it intentionally, but missed it. Um, how much longer do you think Brock has left is the question I was getting at before that. Man, I, I mean, you don't see any signs of slowing down. He does whatever the hell he wants. So, you know, if he said, hey, I'm done, I never want to do this again, it wouldn't shock me. If he did it another five years, that wouldn't shock me either. That's the, that's the part that's interesting is you just never know with this guy. Yeah, and I think even like sure as hell doesn't need the money. No, and he's definitely not out of shape. Um, and you figure too, even at this point, like if he, I say if he were to try and like UFC, like you know, how long before he gets back into the UFC? If even if he wanted to do that, well, and the the, the, the reason that I think there's still a few good years left in him is because of his relationship with Paul Heyman. You know, Heyman's booking Raw, and he's like, look, I, you know, what what do you want to do? Let's work together, and I think that friendship carries a lot of weight. Oh, this was awesome. I remember this. And Brock. Did you see that bump? Brock going crazy. He just he, over jumped. And run, running insane. the ropes and tries to take Cena out on the outside and then flips over. I'm going to guess he legitimately tweaked his knee a little bit there. Um, I mean, it was crazy. 
that was look at him i mean he's just a freak yeah and that's the thing he's uh and the fans going ape shit for him though because he's still out there doing it so he's laughing he's still up first cena wrapping his hand with the chain again I think too, you know, it was interesting, like the Drew, the Drew build recently and just how they, you know, brought and like, I think we, you and I, well, we, you weren't watching it live, I don't think, but the rumble, like everyone kind of losing their mind of like, oh God, what if Brock squashes everyone? Um, but luckily he didn't do that. I think once we realized what they were doing, it was just a matter of like, okay, who is going to be the one? to take Brock out. He kind of undersold that jump at that point, but Cena with the chain links uh, wrapped around his fist, just popped Brock in the face um, as he went for him again. By the way, I love the way they booked that rumble with uh, Lesnar. I-, I thought that was just fantastic. I think especially too, since they've started introducing NXT superstars into it, I think it's only gotten better. Uh, the last few rumbles have been very good. I think starting when Shinsuke won it um, a well, couple they just, years the, ago. The rosters are just so loaded, especially with the NXT guys. It's not like the olden days where it's like, oh, it's Bushwhacker uh, in a Luke. Could he be going on to WrestleMania? Go <laughs> put down the Bushwhackers, man. I had both action figures. Like, um, really? The, I, I I enjoyed the Bushwhackers because they were freaking crazy. And so um, just weird as hell, which for whatever reason I liked. And so Lesnar busted wide open. Holy hell. And so Cena again gets the AA, the attitude adjustment. One, two, three, and that's the pin. And so um, Interesting. I have thoughts on the finish and the, the offense, but um, Cena picking up the one, two, three here um, over Brock. So interesting for sure. I was shocked he won. I was absolutely shocked. I mean, you I thought me for both. sure Lesnar. I was like, wow, they actually, I mean, I'm sure that's what they said is, look, we're going to give you a massive push, but you come back and beat him later on. And for right now, you know, show that you are one of the boys and, and take the loss. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, really, uh, really good stuff. Let's, uh, let's jump into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right. So aftermath, what'd you think of this one? Yeah. Initial I thought thoughts. It, was, it was interesting. I say going back and rewatching it, I think I had, you know, we do. So people know we do a lot of research. We don't always try and watch the match under these circumstances. Like, especially if we have a guest, we, we go ahead and watch it sometimes. Um, and you know, most times. Um, but I think this is what I didn't watch. I don't think I realized like just how little offense John Cena actually got in. Um, because I think, you know, on paper, or sure, Brock lost. And we're going to talk about some of the reviews and how some of this kind of played out a little bit. But I would say going back while the ending was like, it seemed quick, you know, one punch from the chain and then he's okay. Um, Or, you know, and then he gets the one, two, three. I think that it still does somewhat keep Brock strong, which is good after all this. Oh, it, it absolutely does. I mean, there, there's no question. It, it keeps him strong. Uh, you know, you didn't think, oh, this Lesnar, you know, I, I think it was, it was great booking because it, you know, gets Cena strong after his loss. Um, it gives another matchup for Lesnar later on, which obviously they'd go back and have more matches. Um, Lesnar dominated and, and, you know, so it, it was, it was, it was very well booked. I thought it was great. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so for both of these guys, kind of what happened, you know, in the, in the aftermath of all this. If so, um, what you had was actually right after this, this is where we talked a little bit about Triple H getting involved um, and, you know, refusing really to deal with Brock because of his contract demands and how he was just kind of being Brock. And so um, the two actually had a storyline feud, of course, where this is where you were referencing before, where he broke Triple H's arm using the Camaro lock. Um, what it actually was, led to was Lesnar beating Triple H at SummerSlam. Um, and then the two of them actually having a match at WrestleMania 29, where Triple H defeated Lesnar when his career, or when Triple H's career was on the line in a holds barred match and so um him and Triple H had a lot of feuds and so it's interesting because this is when Triple H was not wrestling full-time and so the two of them kind of going at it for the better part of a year really um just kind of an interesting way to kind of take that road and kind of go down there and so um Cena, on the other hand uh had a couple different things here where he actually ended up feuding with the big show um dealing with John Laurinaitis a little bit and you know Laurinaitis not being happy that Cena beat uh, his hand-picked six star you know his hand-picked next you know superstar in Brock Lesnar and so he wasn't happy about it so had some matches against the big show Cena Cena who I don't know that is Cena went on to actually to win the money in the bank ladder match after that um and uh which he had a obviously a shot it was actually um tried cashing in if you remember on cm punk with his briefcase um he actually won the match because of dq with the big show but he has the distinction of being the first person to cash in the money in the bank contract but not win the title and so the two of them three of them really cena punk and big show um continued to feud into that summer uh where punk beat both cena and big show to retain the title so good um right and yeah so, punk punk was champion all year until he uh had to lay down for the rock instead of getting his wrestlemania main event and we've heard that story many a time yeah because we, so. we had we had to get to twice in a lifetime so yeah having that and kind of getting to see that and so that was definitely interesting um kind of watching that play out and kind of um have that but yeah interesting like both of them just the storylines they had so um time you get any other thoughts in the aftermath no man i want to i really want to hear how this one was reviewed so I'll start with, and we've started kind of trying to add these to the shows, but you've had a little bit more often, but the PWI, um, and, you know, and where they rank these guys. In 2012, this year, the match, Cena actually came in number three. Um, and so where he ranked, so this match was kind of in the middle of that year. And so, um, but he finished that year at number three. Brock actually finished unlisted for another four years, which I find just kind of odd. And so, um, cause not that he wasn't wrestling, but for whatever reason, he just wasn't like, that was that he just was getting, um, you know, just wasn't listed there. So a couple different write-ups. So I'll start with uh, the, the pro wrestling torch. And so just one of the, the writers here, this wasn't um, Wade on this point said uh, he praised the events, strong matches and performances and the nice pace with downs to follow up the big ups that was on the overall event. He said he described, yes, he described the senior Lesnar main event as super intense saying that Lesnar offered physicality not seen in years, which yeah, I would agree with that, actually. And so, um, but we'll get there. And so, Tom, I'll start with, because I know you're going to have thoughts on this one after. And Tom's favorite um, 
<laughs> favorite write-ups, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. I'll start with Dave actually gave this one four and a half stars. Meltzer did. Meltzer gave it four and a half stars. But Brian Alvarez, one of the write-ups here, in his first match back for the WWE in over eight years, Brock Lesnar lost clean to John Cena in the main event of Sun Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It was arguably one of the five dumbest finishes in the history of U.S. pro wrestling. I'll Wait, hold on. Al- Alvarez said this? Yes. Oh, that's good he had time to uh, write a review for this match in between writing a, a book about WCW that was completely fake and has been discredited by everyone that was actually there. Lesnar versus Triple H at SummerSlam or whatever Lesnar's next match is will be very big. He's not going to be just another guy. He'll always be Brock Lesnar and people will always be intrigued to see him wrestle. But will he be a massive game changer, the type who guarantees an extra 100,000 buys with SummerSlam or an extra 300,000 buys for WrestleMania? No way. That takes a special something. And WWE took that special something away from him on sunday what thoughts buddy i'll let you go i mean that's you know you know you know you know what you know the only thing worse than Meltzer is is hearing what his protege has to say oh my god it i mean jeff has anyone ever lost a ufc fight and still been a star right has anyone ever lost a boxing match and still been a star yeah did did tom brady go undefeated for 20 years now i mean guys lose it, may, it humanizes him. I, I think you pay more to see him come back and, and have to, after a loss, than if he just destroyed Cena. Where do you go from there? Right. So, man, I, I, thought, I thought it was the right booking. I thought the right guy won. I mean, maybe you could say, hey, I, th- I would have preferred that Lesnar won and, and you saw how long he could go. Fine. But to say that it was terrible... No way, man. I I thought that this was fantastic. I I don't know how you can just bash it, but I also don't know how you can write 300 pages about WCW and make up lies and be discredited. So what do I know? I thought uh, when I was reading that take, I was like, Tom's going to have some thoughts, which I I enjoy. I think it's interesting. It's just an idiotic take. Well, and I think it's one of those where, where, when do you do it otherwise? Because I actually think even though, like it seemed a little like it still kept him strong. Like I said, because of like how he took the punch super and getting into that. And and this is going to, I'm going to, I'm going to breeze this right into my score actually. And so I've got a thought and then I'll, I'll just kind of get right into it. And so I think that this is one where, yeah, like, well, and he actually came back looking even stronger because he then feuded with triple H and so he had a very long feud with Triple H. So they were able to, you know, after this, he really had a year-long plus build with another top superstar in the company. And so I don't think you can overlook that fact in regards to, like, how it played out and kind of, you know, what we got after that fact. Cena, and that's the thing. Like, Cena, it could go, could have gone either way, and he would have been fine. Because while, like, Brock came out of it looking strong, Cena came out of it really not looking strong and really in essence, like he, if he didn't use that chain to beat him, he wouldn't have beat him. And so I think calling this like, you know, saying that he lost all momentum at this point, I think it goes to like, when do you do this otherwise? And I think like the best example of that is like when, like when Asuka and her losing streak and Charlotte beat her on the first time that they kind of, you know, they had a match together, you know, at least on that WWE main roster. 
when do you do it otherwise? Because how do you tell that story? And yeah, sure, like Vince obviously wasn't riding as high on her as some of the other people may have been just because of how she, you know, she lost that first one out of the gate. But, and I don't think this was because, like you said it, I think it was because Vince or whoever, like, they knew what they were going to do with Brock a year after this. So they could have, in essence, you look back in the hindsight's 2020 here, like he gives Cena the win to kind of the pick me up and to kind of go on and really just to not have a, you know, kind of an, a, an oddball feud after this point, Brock bounced back just fine. And so well, they, and they didn't know what they had with Brock at the time either. I mean, they didn't know, Hey, we're going to get this guy for 10 years. Right? Uh, right. And I'm not saying they would have booked it any bit different, but you know, they're, they're probably going match to match year to year with this guy. And it's like, all right, let's have them, you know, let's have them lose to Cena. Let's, you know, eventually put them over triple H and get a, get a year program out of there. And that might be it for the guy. You just don't yeah. know. And then they probably at the time also didn't know, Hey, can we even make this guy champion? But, you know, you had the brand split, you had multiple world titles, you had the ability to do some things that, you know, again, I, I, I think it's hard to say that, you know, categorically, one person should have won it. And, and what was the quote? This, is the, this will go down as the worst booking in North American pro wrestling right. history. Be more dramatic, man. Come on. It was the, the dumbest finish in U.S. pro wrestling, one of the top five, yeah. I'll, I'll give you 50 dumber finishes in the past five years, you know, <laughs> like, come on. Right, yeah. So I think with all that kind of looking, you know, Tom and I given our score, we kind of look at everything, kind of, you know, all the different pieces and the kind of, you know, even we have the, hind- the ability of hindsight to see what's happened since and kind of, you know, judge based on that. I, I'm actually going to give this one, um, man, I struggled a little bit with it. Um, but I think that able to see where he went after this, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, it makes sense. Um, I didn't like, or I did like that it's, you know, especially going back and watching it out, Brock actually came out stronger than I like realized if I'm just like kind of reading things. And so um, I'm going to rank you for that because, and it, obviously it worked out. I don't think you could say it wasn't necessarily a dumb finish because like it played out fine. Like it played out as it should have with Cena needing to quote unquote use the, you know, cheat, if you will, and use the chain in order to beat him. So, and that was what it took. And versus, you know, 15 curb stomps or, you know, whatever the hell, you know, that not taking somebody out. So I'll say an eight. Yeah. Dude, I, I, you're reading my mind, man. I had this thing at an eight as well. Um, yeah. I I love the build. Go back and watch it. It's probably better than you think it would be. Lesnar talking was excellent. It made sense why he came back. It wasn't too hokey. Cena needed the win. Uh, it just it it worked really really well. The match, I loved it. It was. We've seen a lot of these Lesnar matches since. So if you go back and watch it, you're not going to be like, oh my God, you know, look at Lesnar. He's beat the shit out of him. But keep in mind, this was the first one. So at the time, his style, what he was doing, you're like, holy shit, he is pounding him. So I'm, I'm at least an eight, but I could even go higher. I, I thought this was excellent. So really sure- enjoyed it. It's a, it's a fun one to go back and watch. I'm sure Twitter will shit on us a little one for that, but that's okay. So, Hey, it's our opinion. You guys let us know if you disagree with us, like you can disagree with us. Just let us know what you're thinking too. And so where you'd rank it. And so, um, you know, kind of getting to that point. So, um, as always, this is good stuff. You got any other final final thoughts on this one, bud? Nope. It's a good one. Go back and watch it. It's worth it. Loved it. And, uh, really, really good. 
Yeah. So of course our two competitors here, uh, pretty simple on the social media here. It's just at John Cena and then at Brock Lesnar. And so, um, you know, feel free to kind of check them out. And of course, like still out there, still having matches doing what they do. And so, yeah, this was a fun one though. I enjoyed, uh, we will definitely add some more Cena matches because I'm sure we have some Cena stands out there like myself that want to kind of catch a little bit more. So, um, of course, as we always say at the beginning of the show, you know, the deal, just give us a five star, subscribe, spread the word. And then at payoff pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, we're always out there doing our thing. So, uh, Tom, uh, anything to send us home on this one? You got a good one. You, you gave us a fun fact today. You got a fun way to send us home and, uh, you know, share the, uh, share some insight with the fans. No, 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 nothing, nothing fun here. Um, I do want to tell you though, I mean, we've been, we've been at this for how long now? Almost a year. God, the first week of July will be a year for us. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I, and I just want to tell you, I appreciate all your hustle. There it is. Yep. And that's, that's some true loyalty and respect to the program. my friend. Ah, you took it from me. I was going to say loyalty. I, got, and I was yeah. going to say respect. <laughs> yep. You know, we, we got there. Ah, uh, all right. Well, that's it from Jeff and Tom, your reigning defending podcast champions of the world. Thank you as always for joining us on the payoff. <laughs>